Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of How Did We Not Know That? My name's Jack. And I'm Nat. And today, Nat is going to present on I don't know what did you choose <laughs> I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Jamaica today I Ooh. realize I know nothing about Jamaica uh, I'll be discussing the assassination attempt of Bob Marley also didn't know anything about and yeah basically just political violence and unrest in the 1970s in Jamaica Like I said earlier, I know nothing about Jamaican history or politics. Like, I just know of it. It's like the vacation destiny, a lot of... Yeah, yeah. Caribbean area. I know, and I'm like, okay, I know Bob Marley, and I know his music. Wait, I had no idea that someone, like, tried to kill Bob Marley, because, like, who... Who would try to kill him? Like, it does not surprise me. I mean, look at all the people that get assassinated. Like, that's true. Usually, really, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Well, the best people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, John Lennon, man, like, all these, like, peaceful people. But yeah, yeah. Someone tried to shoot and kill Bob Marley. Um, and so the reason I found out about this is that, like, I was on Netflix and. This movie was recommended to me. It's called uh, Who Shot the Sheriff? It's part of Netflix's remastered series. Um, But yeah, so you can like, you can watch the documentary. uh, And it's basically talks about his, yeah, assassination attempt and Jamaica at the time. So I saw that on my recommended list and I was like, what the heck is going on in Jamaica? So I watched it and then I did some more research and wow, there's so much happening over there that I'm like, literally, how did I not know this? So I'll start off, I'll set the scene. So on December 3rd, 1976, at around 8.30 p.m., Bob Marley and, like, all of his uh, bandmates and his managers, his wife, his friends, they're all uh, rehearsing for this upcoming concert. Uh, They're rehearsing at his quote-unquote safe house uh, because at the time he was receiving a lot of death threats. And so they're... Wow. Yeah, they're recording some songs. um, I'm sorry, practicing some songs. And all of a sudden... They hear gunshots, and seven gunmen raid his house, and they end up shooting uh, his wife. Like, his wife, the bullet grazes her scalp, and then his manager, Don Taylor, is shot in the back and in the leg, and Bob Marley is also shot. A bullet grazes his arm. Um, They were trying to aim for his chest, but he was standing sideways, so it just got his arm. And so you might be thinking, how did did this situation 
arise. Like Get what? To this yeah, point. like yeah. what the heck? Like this, this is literally crazy. And so, in order to understand why someone, why these gunmen were trying to kill Bob Marley, I have to give you some background about Jamaica. So Jamaica was a former British colony, which I did not know. I did not know that the Brit British. That I did not know that Britain had colonized Jamaica. Apparently, British ships like landed in Jamaica in 1655 and had been using the island as a slave trading post. And so the people of the island were enslaved and they also used it to like send slaves to all over the world. And so for yeah. like hundreds of years um but i think like the caribbean is just soiled with yeah i think the caribbean has the most like the deepest history of the slave trade yeah the most slaves like the there. west indies yeah 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 like oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah so for like hundreds of years uh it's a slave trading post and in 1962 jamaica finally gains its independence from britain but the system like as we talk about, like, we've talked about this quite a few times, but, you know, Britain leaves, the colonizer leaves, and the system that it left behind was really damaged, and infrastructure was very, very weak. Um, there were, like, there's no food in the grocery stores. There were food shortages all the time. There were so many power outages, and there were, like, police blockades. Um, there, They really struggled with police brutality um and basically like in the 1970s jamaica resembled a war zone like there's uh lots of racial division between whites like british whites and then jamaican blacks in the country and there's also um a big issue with police brutality uh, and like all the police carry guns and there are many like unarmed people being shot or beaten um so there are a lot of rastafarians in jamaica like rastafari is like one of the main is the main religion there and so they like yeah. grow their hair out and so like police would come and like imprison them and cut their hair um and like just treat them horribly wow. yeah oh um they're also like so many demonstrations, like political demonstrations within Jamaica that were supporting decolonization movements around the world. There was also a lot of demonstrations for like pan Africanism, like saying like yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of like political protests on the street as well. But the biggest problem that Jamaica is facing in the 1970s is gang violence and street violence that um violence between opposing political parties so in order to better understand this we have to look at the 1976 election um in the election is between two two guys one is michael manley he is the current uh he's the incumbent prime minister so he's currently serving as prime minister at this time he's a socialist and he's a member of jamaica's people's national party which all which is referred as like pnp and so he's on one side and then the other side of the spectrum is edward or eddie siega and he is part of the jamaican labor party he is very much like a capitalist like very much like anti-communist so you pretty much have socialism versus capitalism um 
And, like, the division between these two political parties is insanely, insanely violent. Um, it's pretty much a matter of, like, life or death, which side you're choosing, because, like, there will be, like, neighborhoods, you live in the neighborhood, like, like, certain neighborhoods, like, will choose to support one candidate, um, and they will, like, develop garrisons in between, like, blockades in between different neighborhoods, so, like, there would be, it, like, looks like a war zone, where, like, the, each neighborhood will have their own blockade, and, like, in between the neighborhoods, there will be, like, soldiers, like, making sure no one's, like, crossing sides, and so it's, like, because it's, like, people attack each other if yeah. you're not on your, oh, okay. Yeah, like, like, same political side. Yeah, they're, like, killing people of, like, who support the other party, um, wow. and, like, like this is, like, categorized as tribal warfare because it's not just, like, oh, we don't agree with you guys, like, they're, like, each party is, like, killing members of the other party, um, because at this time, the politicians and the gang leaders are, like, working hand-in-hand pretty much, um, everything is, like, very corrupt, and, like, the politicians are helping the gang members, and so it's, it's insane, um, and so, I guess, how do I transition? Um, (laughs) And on that note. Yeah, (laughs) also in the 1970s, we see the rise of Bob Marley and the rise of, like, reggae music on the world stage, uh, and so the 19, like, 1976, Bob Marley is, like, at the height of his career he is like the most like one of the most powerful people in jamaica you know he's the most famous jamaican at the time and everybody in jamaica loves him so much they're so proud of him and they support his musical career um and bob marley was very political like if you listen to his songs and his lyrics um, he talks a lot about Jamaican politics, about, like, decolonization and pan-Africanism. Uh, but he was really careful, like, when it came to Jamaican politics, he was really careful about who he publicly supported and, like, which candidates specifically, which party. Because, like, these two parties were, like, literally at war with each other. So if he chooses a side, it's really dangerous for him. Um, so, so Bob Marley grew up, he was, he grew up in an incredibly, like, poor, it was basically a slum, and now he's, like, this millionaire artist, and so what he wants to do is hold a Jamaica, a concert for, like, all of Jamaica that's going to be free for everyone, because his whole thing is that he wants to give back to Jamaica, like, people would literally just line up in front of his house, like, his mansion, and he would, like, talk to them and, like, just give people money and, like, help them with, like, whatever problems they needed. Like, he was incredibly generous and just wanted the best for Jamaica and wanted peace in Jamaica. Um, And so, yeah, he's like, I want to hold this free concert so everybody can come and just, like, be together regardless of which political party you're with. And he, in order to like get the in order to do this he needed to talk to the current prime minister uh Michael Manley who this is the socialist candidate um and so he at first he was like okay listen i'm not doing this to support you in the election even though he did vote for manley in the 1972 election so he's like 
I like I do side with you, but I can't publicly support you. Like I just need the government to help me fund this concert. Um, but Manly had actually moved, decided to move the election date to be like right after the concert, and he did this without Bob Marley's permission because like Manly was like now everyone's gonna love me because they love Bob Marley. Um, and yeah, wow. yeah, like both candidates, like both. Manly and Siega were, like, trying to win over Bob Marley's support. They're, like, because whoever he supports, that's basically who's going to win because the people loved Bob Marley so much. Um, So, yeah, so Manly moves the election date, and Bob Marley's pissed, but he's still going to want to put on this concert. Um, At this time, after... So after he announces his concert, and people are, like, oh, well, now you're like, basically siding with Manly. He, Bob Marley receives, like, several death threats um, from the People's National... Siega Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, from... Not the People's National... Sorry, from, uh, the... Yeah, from Siega supporters. Yeah, 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 from mm-hmm. Siega supporters because they're, like, upset with him that he claimed his sides. And so Marley... Bob Marley is put under 24-hour security detail, like, the weeks before the mm-hmm. concert while he's preparing for this concert. So then, like I mentioned earlier, December 3rd, 1976, these seven armed men do invade his house because conveniently at this time, the guards were absent when the armed men came and then they showed up after the men left. So, I mean, it's pretty much people believe that they were, the guards like were from the opposition and they were like in on it. Um, so sad and scary right it's so scary because like this was supposed to be his safe house and he was under like the security detail and it's not just like bob marley who's here it's the whole like management team and his all his bandmates there's like a ton of people at this house um so his wife is shot and his manager don taylor is shot and bob marley is also shot Luckily, everyone survives. Uh, Like, his wife, even though she was, like, shot in the head, she was really lucky that it only grazed her scalp. Um, So she was able to recover. Uh, Don Taylor was in critical condition at one point, but he survived, luckily. And same with Bob Marley. Uh, He, the bullet pretty much just grazed his arm. Um, So his wounds uh, were not, like, fatal and yeah he was okay and he was still able to perform uh later and so he still performed wow that's brave so (laughs) yeah like like in the documentary it like they're interviewing all his friends and they were like this is like a few days before the concert and he's like I don't know if he he like left the safe house he went into like complete isolation and hired his own guards and he was like I don't know if I could go on stage he's like I don't want to go on stage unless I can have a machine gun with me because they were just like anyone can storm the stage there's going to be like thousands and thousands of people here like there's no way or even in the crowd you can't tell who has what in the crowd right and so they're like it'd be he was they're like it would be so dangerous to go on stage but then, like, he was, like, thinking, he took a while to think about it, um, 
And, like, uh, some of his friends were, like, telling him, like, if you don't do this concert, that's exactly what the opposition wants. And then they're going to win, you know, because this concert is, like, being canceled. And so it's literally, like, a few hours before the concert. And he's, like, it... You, you should watch the documentary because they have footage of this, but he's, like, in yeah. his house, like, his, like, bunker kind of, his, like, hidden house that's on a hill, and it's, like, overlooking the the whole town, and he could see the concert, like, in the distance, and there's, like, smoke and, like, dust rising because there's, like, thousands and thousands of people there, and so he sees that everyone's there, like, waiting for him, and so he's, like, okay, like, I'll do it, but I'm only gonna perform like a few songs and then I'm done but he ended up uh staying on stage for like over an hour so it wasn't as long as they had originally planned but given the circumstances like that's that's really that's a long time um that's very brave yeah I I can't imagine the stress he was feeling right scared he must have felt to have to do that right but it's like he did it for the people and like he risked his life for the people which is really brave like incredibly brave and honorable and it was also just like a message to the opposition like hey so the concert goes on and it goes smoothly everything is okay and a few days later manly is re-elected into office and after this, the JLP doubles down on their violence. It's like, they didn't think it was possible, but they become even worse. So, wait, let me just clarify. So, yeah. Manly gets elected after the concert, yeah. and then the, the Siega party supporters got more violent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. the, the gang members that supported Siega, yeah, they became even more violent. And... Okay. and, and as this is going on, there's also a food shortage. There's power outages, like, all the time. And then Jamaica's also, like, in the middle of a brain drain. Uh, so all the middle class people are, like, leaving the island. They're just, like, deserting it. And so, like, there's not a lot of, like, economic resources. And it was a really hard decision. But, like, after this concert and after the assassination attempt, Marley, Bob Marley decides to leave uh, Jamaica and go into kind of like self, uh, self exile. And so he moves to London for like the next few years. Uh, he goes on like world tours, but he's like, I can't go back to Jamaica. It's too dangerous for me. Uh, so Manly is reelected. And this is the part of the story where it gets a little bit crazy. Um, okay. So uh, just as a reminder to everyone during the seventies, the Cold War is full on, um, so it's like the U.S. capitalist versus Soviet Union communists, right? And they're like basically dividing up the whole world. Well, Jamaica is run by Manly, who is a socialist, and they label him as communist. Um, and actually, Manly and Fidel Castro the leader of Cuba were like really good friends and so the U.S. government looks at this and they're like hey we don't like this we're really worried that Jamaica is gonna become the next Cuba and like that's no bueno for us so uh the CIA actually had a huge huge influence in Jamaica because of the Cold War and their fears um and it's actually like pretty funny so, 
Eddie Siega, his last name is spelled S-E-A-G-A, but, like, Jamaicans would, like, when they were making fun of him, they would write it as C-I-A-G-A, so it's, like, it looks like Oh, C-A-G-A. like he's on the side yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, because wow. like, oh, because basically, uh, the CIA put all their support into Siega's party, the Labor Party, um, the Capitalist Party, and they helped him... Like, financially, they are also accused of supplying weapons to the uh, anti-communist gangs in Jamaica, um, and which uh, the, the presence, the fact that there were all of a sudden there were a lot more guns in Jamaica, that made the street violence even worse. And, like, basically what would happen is that... Uh, like, one party would blockade, they would create a blockade around, like, the neighborhood of the opposing party, and they would burn everything down, and, like, they wouldn't let firemen in, like, they wouldn't let police in, and they would just burn down the entire neighborhood, like, um, they killed everybody living there regardless of their age or gender, and like Whoa. yeah it like it and like the level of like brutality is just like so disturbing like in one scenario they like it's it, it's not even clear like it doesn't even matter which party it is because like both parties are the offenders it's not just or like one party it, yeah. is violent like they're killing like both sides are yeah both sides are fighting and like so one of one side blockades a neighborhood and then they burned down in like a retirement hold, home an old person's home and they wow. shoot at firefighters who like try to put out the fire and like rescue them so it's <gasps> incredibly yeah it's incredibly brutal and it's just like it's like i don't know like how do you how do you solve a conflict that's so like rooted into society you know like i don't know yeah it's very deep rooted it's like you I don't know the conflict has gotten so bad now it's even harder to reverse yeah so yeah how would you it's like an irreversible like how do you you can't just like patch things up like I don't know like there's there's no easy solution to like decades of like brutal brutal violence um yeah. and then just another thing um while we're talking about the CIA the CIA had actually labeled Bob Marley as a subversive and, like, they have a huge file on him, apparently. Um, a lot of it is redacted, so, like, we don't know exactly what they had on him. There are a, a lot of... Wait, what's a subversive? Um, basically just, like, uh, like, uh, uh, he's going against, like, U.S. interests. He's labeled as, like, a threat um. to U.S. interests. They're like, mm, we don't like wow. this guy. Because he basically supported the socialist candidate. So the CIA was, like... This guy, we gotta watch out for him. Which is, like, also mm-hmm. just, like, come on, it's a Pop Marley. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, but that's in line with, like, the U.S. and everything they did in the 70s. Yeah. They did. Everything we did we in did. the 70s and 80s. Right? Like, yeah. it's the Cold War, so it's, like, they they don't have time to, like, be nice or, like, I don't... Not, like, not be nice, but, like, it's the Cold War, so they're being... Yeah, a little bit irrational. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, so in an effort to, 
like to decrease division between the two parties and decrease tensions um prime minister manly takes the two rival gang leaders and he puts them in prison like at the same prison together he's like i'm locking you both up so you can like hash it out for a year (laughs) so he's like you're going to jail for a year and it's just like he's like you guys should bond um (laughs) but he was like trying to make them realize that they were being used as pawns in the cold war because like it, it it's suspected that like the soviet union helped one party while the u.s helped the other and it's just like there's so much like uh foreign interference and mm-hmm. like politician like political interference from like politicians so it's just like yeah they're just like i don't know just chill please and so they come out of prison and in 1978 there's a peace committee between the two rival gangs um which like manly organizes and they're like yay okay this like it's looking pretty good like they're coming together maybe we can actually work things out and bob marley returns to jamaica in 1978 and it's huge huge news like um it's like really funny uh apparently the night before bob marley came there was like an earthquake but then the next day like the news didn't even talk about it because they were so busy like talking about how bob marley is like finally (laughs) back and so there's huge warm welcomes for him and uh there bob marley decides to hold the one love concert in jamaica to try and like the whole theme of the concert is like bringing everybody together regardless of your political party and um just like uniting Jamaica and like being one and hence like one love um mm. and so actually the the rival gang leaders who had like just gotten out of prison they come to the concert and they like join him on stage and they're all like dancing and singing together on stage like talking of they're singing about like how they're not going to fight anymore like how it's all going to be okay and at the end of the concert actually like both Manly and Siega come on stage as well and they like shake hands um like because Bob like Marley had requested it and it's like you can look at the photos or watch the videos like Bob Marley's like between them while they're shaking hands and he's like jumping he's really happy wow um, okay I want to watch this today yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's really short too it's only like 50 55 minutes so it's okay. a really short I'll watch it yeah yeah it's really good um and so like people were really optimistic that you know what like I think we can patch things up um however like unfortunately this tribal warfare actually continues. Um, it's it's not oh. solved overnight. Uh, it's not that easy to like, oh, yeah. they shook hands, we're all good now. Right, so. it's not just like the end. But, right, like you guys burned down each other's villages. Like that's gonna... Yeah, right, you're like... Have oh. some wounds. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's gonna take a while to get over that. Um, so tribal work co- warfare continues, and two years later, in 1980... Siega is elected as prime minister, and so U.S. aid to Jamaica increases, um, and so that kind of helps with, like, economic policy and, like, government welfare, so, like, some things, like, they're building more roads and, like, infrastructure in Jamaica, which is good, 
Then later in 1989, Manly is reelected again. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, like these two guys, like, whoa, <laughs> they just like keep like flip flopping and yeah. they like dominate Jamaican politics for decades. Um, and eventually, like slowly, Jamaica's economy stabilizes and government welfare and infrastructure improves over time. And so as this happens, uh, violence decreases. Um, and it's not just because of like one party because they keep switching off and then later new leaders come and take place. So it's just like once the, uh, like once the government is able to like help the people more and, like the quality of life in Jamaica improves uh substantially so people aren't like there's no there's not as much need for violence you know like people aren't struggling like they were before so just naturally right. like uh, the gang violence decreases and it's like more stable um and i guess to wrap things up on may 11th 1981 uh sadly bob marley dies of cancer so it's it's sad because he didn't get to see like today jamaica is a lot more stable and there's a lot less violence and political tension between the two parties um so it's really sad that bob marley didn't get to see how jamaica turned out um but i yeah i hope that yeah you know i'm sure he knew he was really optimistic and he really believed that like Jamaica could be a incredibly strong country once they like finally united. Yeah. So I think he would be proud of it today. And, and right. yeah. Well, how old was Bob Marley in the seventies? Was he like early twenties or like, I think he was like only 30 when he died, but wait, Bob Marley, let me look it up. Ah, uh, 36, 36. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very young. When he passed yeah, away? Yeah, he was 36 wow. when he died. Um, which is, yeah. Whoa, he has 11 children. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry. Side note. <laughs> we won't put that. Oh sorry, that just popped up. No, um, you can leave that in. I think that's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, in another note. Yeah, so what was the what was the show on Netflix called again? Do you want to drop uh, the name? Yeah, it's called Who Shot the Sheriff. It's part of the remastered okay. series. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. It was great. You had me go in there in the first half because I thought he got assassinated. So <laughs> I was waiting for you to tell me he got assassinated. And then you're like, and unfortunately, Bob Marley passes away from cancer. And you're like, like oh, no. so he, he just, okay. No, yeah, not he, he was just, not but assassinate. yeah, okay, he was <laughs> he just, I thought, no. I thought at some point the CIA was going to assassinate him. No, but, yeah. I mean, some people okay. think they tried, so <laughs> debatable. Who wow, knows? I cannot believe how lo- intense the Cold War was. I, yeah. I think in America we learned about the Cold War. Um, and if anyone else learned about the Cold War differently, tweet us. Yeah. But we, I feel like we learn it really centered around the Soviet Union and Cuba. Yeah, but Cuba it's really crisis. more expansive. Yeah, like, it's like we're interfering in a lot of different countries. Like, both the Soviet Union and the U.S. are interfering yeah. in so many smaller countries' affairs. It, like, all over the world, like, s- small countries, big countries. Like, here's the thing is, like, when I learn about, when I think of Cold War, like, I feel like what we learned in school was, like, okay, Berlin Wall, like, Cuban Missile, missile Crisis, 
And, like, that's, like, pretty much it. Like, I don't know. I didn't realize the extent to which, like, the U.S. and the Soviet Union had influence in, like, Africa, South America, Caribbean, like, Southeast Asia. Like, literally every part, like, every country in the world had to decide. Like, yeah. the Pacific Islands, like, it's crazy that the extent, the the extent that, like, the Cold War, I don't know, yeah, 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 the effect that the Cold War had on, like, the entire world. And I guess I just didn't grasp how wide of a yeah. range it had because i feel like we only focus on like a few countries but right and i i don't think i understood what the what they meant by cold war but cold as in we didn't fight it it was we had other people fighting in different yeah, countries proxy wars and mm-hmm. it's crazy just like i don't know how much like the u.s government had influence like, the local politics of, like, every every country, pretty much. Like, even, like, Jamaica, yeah. like, we're supporting one candidate over the other, and it's like, wow, like, what the heck? Right. Um, Very intense time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you hear about Vietnam as well, but you oh, hear yeah, about the Vietnam yeah. War, but that's really, we'll get into like that. Korea, that like, Korea, like, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. as well. But that's because we're older, I think, now that we realize that's part of it. I don't think I realized that in high school. Yeah. That those were part of it. Yeah, we really didn't talk about Vietnam War that much in high school. We don't have to get into this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, okay, wow, Nat, thank you so much. I really like the topics you're choosing lately because I never heard of them. And so it's cool to get a look into the history of different areas that are not super mainstream for us in school. Ooh, I'm, like, yeah, I've been having fun. Like, I, before we started this season, I had, like, a list of, like, stuff I wanted to talk about. But just randomly, I'm, like, finding out these new things. Like, this Netflix recommendation. I'm, like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for the next topic I will be covering. It's also, like, not very well known. And it has, it relates to current events. So, I'm super excited about that. So, everybody... Stay tuned, and yeah, thank you for listening. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That? If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week.